Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And I'm Pastor Miller, so we are so thrilled to uh, be here today and share the uh, another message or another uh, have another time with you and talk about uh, some scriptures here with you today. We had several uh, weeks in a row where we do two episodes a week and about salvation stories, and I enjoyed doing that. But uh, we just started this uh, past Monday. Uh, doing a, another series on things that happen at night, some great things that happen at night. So, you know, night has been a time that's always considered to be something bad and uh, bad things happening there. But And we will talk about one or two things maybe that happened at night that wasn't so great. Uh, but today I want to talk to you about uh, something that happened uh, really great and we're in the book of uh, Acts here, talking to you in the book of Acts, in chapter number 16. And I want to talk to you about uh, Apostle Paul and one of his uh, uh, missionary journeys or evangelistic journeys. And we'll see here in this story how that uh, he was trying to do something for God, something good, work for the Lord, and yet the devil... Uh, came in and tried his best to, uh, uh, of course, do all he could to upset and uh, to destroy the good things that God uh, was going to do for him. So we're in Acts chapter number uh, 16, and I'm going to bypass those first uh, eight verses and go straight to verse number nine. Verse number nine says that uh, Paul, of course, here had a vision that appeared unto him in the night. So the vision came in the night, and in the vision, he said, I saw a man standing of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. So I'm sure you you that are Christians have heard uh, this phrase before, the Macedonian call. And uh, they sang songs about it, actually. And many preachers have used that phrase about that Macedonian call. And this is what they're talking about. God giving the vision to Apostle Paul of a man of Macedonia saying, come over and help us. And after he had seen this vision in verse 18, the Bible said immediately. Now, I like that. As soon as he knew it was God, he immediately endeavored to go into Macedonia. Assuredly, or knowing for sure, uh, that the Lord had called them to go and preach the gospel to them. So they left uh, Troas and came... Uh, uh, toward Macedonia, they uh, came from Philippi and then entered into the city, a part of Macedonia, 
and a colony, and there were there in that city abiding for certain days. Now on the Sabbath, it said they went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont or, or being made. And they sat down and spake unto a woman that had resorted thither, or she had came there uh, to that part of the riverside. And the Bible said this certain woman, don't even call her name here at first, but then it says this certain woman, and then it gives her name, Lydia, who was a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God and heard us, whose heart the Lord had opened, that she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. So they had seen this uh, vision, Paul had, come and help us. And when he got there preaching the gospel, this certain woman who the Lord had opened her heart uh, heard those things and she came uh, to where they were and then the very next verse in verse 15 said, she was baptized, her and her household, and she besought them saying, if ye have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and abide there, and she constrained them. And they went uh, to prayer, and uh, there was another woman. This woman was a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination that met them. In other words, this was a religious demon that met them. And she brought her masters much gain by her soothsay or by sorcery or trickery. So you see, even though God had done this great thing and this woman, uh, Lydia, uh, heard the gospel and her heart was open and she got baptized and was trying to be a blessing to the man of God. Here comes the devil, uh, possessed with the devil, a certain woman. Now, the devil, I want you to notice this. He don't always come, you know, people think he comes with a pitchfork and horns on his head, and that's just not true. Uh, the Bible said this woman followed Paul and cried and said, these men are servants of the Most High God. They show us the way of salvation. So, you know, you may say, well, how, why do you know she had a, a spirit uh, from the devil? Number one, the Bible had already said it. But she'd done this for many days. Listen to this. And Paul was grieved, turned and said, not to the woman, but to the spirit in that woman. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ, to come out of her, and he came out the same hour. He, meaning the devil, the uh, the demon that had possessed that woman. Now, and, and stay with me here. I'm going to tell you how God does another great thing at night. The vision that came, that was a great thing, but uh, the woman got saved and all of that. But look at this. It was all a process. God was uh, taking this entire process and there was salvation on every corner taking place uh, through this experience. So her masters 
They saw, this is verse 19, by the way. The one, that's the woman with the demon. She's, they saw that their gains, the hope of their gains was gone. So their money, she was making money for them. And they caught Paul and Silas, drew them into the marketplace to the rulers, and began to say, these men being Jews do, eat, do exceedingly trouble our city. They teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither even to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, or against Paul and Silas. And they rent off or ripped off their clothing, commanded them to be beat. So I wonder how many of you preachers listening today, if God said, I want you to go, preach the gospel somewhere. And uh, then you knew when you got there, you might get beat and threw into prison. I don't know how many would be saying, book that revival. I can't wait to go. <laughs> but they went and this is what happened. They took them, they ran off or tore off their clothing and beat them, laid, the Bible said, laid many stripes upon them or beat them with many stripes. Then they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Having received such a charge, that jailer threw them into the inner prison, which was even deeper into the jail. Uh, and the Bible said then, not only they threw into the inner prison, but they made their hands and their feet, or their feet rather, excuse me, uh, fast in stocks, or in other words, they made sure they were chained down so they couldn't get out. So what do you do? You've preached the gospel, you've done the right thing, and you get beat, and 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 all your clothes ripped off, and threw into a prison, and the inner prison, and then you got chains about your feet and legs. Well, what they done, the Bible said, was they begin to pray. And notice verse 25. We're talking about great things happening at night here. At midnight. You know, some people say, uh, you know, they use that term midnight as being, you know, the middle of the night, uh, not just exactly 12 o'clock. Of course, the Jewish day was quite a bit different than ours anyway. Uh, they didn't go from 12 to 12. They went from 6 to 6. But anyhow, at midnight, the Bible said Paul and Silas prayed. So if you are listening to me today and you're in uh, one of your worst trials, if you're going through one of the worst things you've ever faced, or who knows, maybe you feel like spiritually you're locked up in a prison or you're bound and chained, I don't know. But whatever you're facing, the thing to do is not get discouraged and throw up your hands and quit. They threw up their hands and blessed God. They were singing and praising God, and they wasn't ashamed because verse 25 also said, the prisoners heard them. So the other people in the jail was listening to these people in the inner prison for something they didn't really do bad, and they're singing. 
Oh my, if we could just sing through our greatest trial in our midnight time, if we could just sing praises to God, if we could sing praises in the night, at midnight, in our worst trial, possibly this could happen for us. Now, I know I'm taking a natural circumstance and maybe putting a little twist on it here, but uh, stay with me here for a moment and look at verse number 26 of Acts 16. The Bible said, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. I mean, the whole foundation was shook. And immediately all of the doors were opened. Everyone's bands were loosed. Do you remember what the Bible said that they were told when they put them into prison back in verse 23? After they put them into prison, they charged the jailer to keep them safely. In other words, you better make sure they don't get out. But yet, even though they was in the inner prison, God shook the foundation and the doors flew open. Nobody need the key to pick a lock. Nobody need to break out of jail. The Lord opened up the prison doors. When did that happen? In their midnight hour, they sang and praised God, and God opened the doors. And not only that, but everyone's bands were loosed. So God not only uh, moved, it don't look to me like just for Paul and Silas, because he said everyone's bands were loosed. So I'm telling you today, if you could just rejoice in your trial, I don't care how dark it looks outside. I don't know how black and dark that your trial you're facing looks like. Keep the faith, look up, love God anyway. God can turn your midnight into a bright, shining new day. Amen. The Lord can completely turn it around in your favor. Now, not only here do we see a great thing taking place at night for Paul and Silas, But I told you, he had a vision at night. Come to Macedonia and help us. We could have stopped there with the woman, Lydia, uh, getting baptized and her heart being open, but it didn't stop there. I mean, God had to allow uh, them, you know, to to, uh, go into jail themselves. So the Lord allowed this to happen. Amen. Not just... And not just for that one thing. Uh, If we notice here, let's see. Let me get this verse back up here again. That was verse number, what was it, 26, I think? But, or 27? But look at verse number 27. So I told you, God gave a vision of Macedonia for that man saying, come and help us. Now the Bible said the keeper of the prison awaked, awakening out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors opened, drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had fled. 
Why would he do that? Because he knew he was given a charge to safely keep them or make sure no one escaped. Now he wakes up with the prison doors open. But Paul and Silas did not try to escape. Not at all. And the Bible said that Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm for we are all here. Then he called for a light and he sprang in. You know, uh, not only called for a light where they could see in that deep, dark inner prison, but the Bible said he sprang in. I, I want to think of it like he just kind of hurried in or he jumped in there. And he came trembling and he fell down before Paul and Silas. So before, I mean, they was beating these men, putting them in, into prison. But now this man sees that God turns this thing around for Paul and Silas and they could have escaped, but they didn't. He comes in before them and I love these words. Verse number 30, the jailer brings them out. They didn't have to run out or escape or try to sneak out. He brought them out and said unto them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Hallelujah. I don't know about the rest of it, but I'm kind of getting excited about this. It was a nighttime vision and a nighttime trial, but it's also a nighttime uh, household salvation. Because when he asked, what must I do to be saved? He said these words in verse 31, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Praise God. It's great to be saved, but when you get your entire family saved, how great is that? Now, that jailer, that same hour, and notice verse 33. If you want to get your Bible, you can read it yourself. And the, he took them the same hour of the night. So, we had here a vision at night. We had a, a prayer meeting at night. The doors were opened at night. Uh, the man come in and said, I want to be saved at night. Then he took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all his. So God done something great in the night in the middle of the night, actually, at midnight. So the Lord brought salvation uh, to this man. Praise God. That is uh, so exciting to me. So I know here today, as I'm talking to you, I want to say this, and there's so much more. I could talk to you for another hour, but I try to keep these around 20 minutes or less, looks like I may go over a, a little bit here, but I want to say this no matter tonight, today or this morning rather, whatever you're experiencing, no matter how dark the clouds, trust God, believe God, keep singing, keep praising, keep rejoicing, and God will not only bless and deliver you out of that trial, 
but he might just save someone through your experience that you've had. Amen. All right. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of PHT in the morning. And uh, we're going to be back with a few more of these great things that happen in the dark of night. And, and I hope that you are back with us on the next episode of PHT in the morning. So God bless you and bless all of yours. This is Pastor Miller, and I want you to have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.